Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Al. And I'm Jen. And I'm eating cheese. Just random cheese. <laughs> we, ha- we had a block of cheese in the house. We just started cutting slices and, and cutting those into strips, and then here she is eating cheese. Well, okay. So... <clears throat> You already know that I'm trying to eat better, yes. and I have been for a while, and I'm eating lower carb, and one of the things that I can have is cheese. True. So guess what? I'm going to eat all the cheese. Thai tofu panang curry Yorkshire puddings. Those sound delicious. Anyway, anyway. Moving on. How are you doing today? I am okay. How are you? Well, other than my neck being sore, I'm fine. Nice. Honestly, I don't know what happened. I slept like a jerk, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. How is it that we've been doing it all our lives, but sometimes you just sleep wrong, and a body part of yours is like, nope, I'm done. I couldn't get to sleep last night. Speaking of like not being able to sleep because like you're a failure as a human being, I was like laying in bed, and I was like... I never said that, but okay. I was like, I would like to sleep now. My brain is like, not yet. And I'm like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> my brain is like, I don't know, but not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what my brain did to me on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So I like turn over and I'm like, okay, now it's time to sleep. My brain is like, but not yet. <laughs> We're not waiting for anything. Can I go to sleep? Soon. <laughs> when did you actually go to sleep? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My, ask my brain. <laughs> All I know is that I was so tired that my vision actually started getting a little blurry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a sign that I should be asleep, brain. Hold on. <laughs> I'm like, I feel it right here, too. I'm like, hold on. My brain's like... Slow no, it down there. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was like, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> and at some point I passed out because I just couldn't anymore. I was that tired. Your brain was like, you didn't hold on. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm still not sure what I was holding on for. <laughs> I don't know. So all Friday I was in pain. Mm-hmm. That's a good Friday. <laughs> well, because I slept wrong and my neck hurt. Yeah. And all yesterday, it was sore and hurt a little bit, but it was better. Mm-hmm. And today, it's a million times better, but it still hurts. Like, it's still sore. Like, I don't have full range of movement yet. Of motion, right? Full range of motion, whatever. With my neck. And it's a little irritating. Now you're just moving your neck around to show off. Thanks. Listen. <laughs> my neck. Good. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, you know how the boyfriend loves football. Is that me or you? You. Because if it was me, I would have gotten a notification on my watch. True. So, you know how the boyfriend... Yeah. Well, it might have been me. 
Um, it was a news thing, so it was probably me too. Um, so you know how the boyfriend loves football? Yes. So we were watching like the stuff today leading up to football, and they're in the playoffs because the the Super Bowl happens uh-huh. in the beginning mm-hmm. of February. So they were talking about how um, there's only two hundred. There's two hundred and fifty-five people who have in the history of the NFL who have run a thousand yards in a season, mm-hmm. like made a thousand yards in a season. I'm like, that's nothing. You know, that's fine. Whatever. Like that's impressive. But there's two hundred and fifty-five of them. Like whatever. And there's eight who have run over two thousand yards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's significantly more impressive. Yes. And they're talking because there's one guy this season who's done it, whose name escapes me right now. His name is Lamar something. Okay. Um, and he's one of eight. And they had interviews with the six of the other seven. Mm-hmm. Do you know why it was just six and not seven? Why? Because the seventh one that they didn't interview was O.J. Simpson. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, that's funny because in it, while they're interviewing them, they show somebody painting the eight of them. Mm-hmm. And you can see the faces of seven of the eight. And the eighth one, you see the back of his jersey says Simpson. Yep. And I'm like, well then, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And he's like, well, what sucks is he was great. He did all these wonderful things in football. And because of his personal life, I'm like, babe, he's a murderer. Conspiracy theory time. I don't think it was him. So listen, we can talk about that later. But <laughs> here's, here's what, where it got interesting. I was like, yes. babe, he's a murderer here. He was like, yes, okay. No. But he was a great player. I was like, still a murderer. And then I was like, the same can be said about about uh, Chris Benoit, who was a, wrestler. a wrestler, who was a great wrestler. He was. Murdered his entire family. Yep. And himself. Yep. And then was erased from the history of wrestling because of it. Same can be said about the the football player, <clears throat> um, Alex Hernandez, Fernandez, Hernandez, whatever. He was a great football player. He played a couple seasons murdered somebody and then turned out that while they were investigating that murder that he had murdered somebody else a few years before then. Incredible. Yeah. Completely erased from football. And he's like, yeah, but they were great athletes. I was like, still murderers. You can still, you can be great at what you do, but still be a murderer and nobody wants to talk about you. I was like, same can be said about Voldemort. There you go. Well, the, that's the thing is that I think when it comes to entertainment, which for me, like, kind of, like no offense to people who like sports, sports doesn't fall into entertainment for me. I feel like it's just like a thing. It's like a pastime. It falls into entertainment for a lot of people. It does. Not for me, though. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think that if, an, like, let's say a music artist does mm-hmm. something that you deem reprehensible, mm-hmm. right? Do you, I, for me, my thing is trying to separate the artist from the art. Mm-hmm. And so that person is bad, but their music is still good. Yes. 
I just wouldn't put myself in a position to support them financially. I wouldn't buy like an album or anything, but like on Spotify, I'll go listen to the music. I'll go listen to it on YouTube and still enjoy the music, but the person is just a bad person. Like you can enjoy watching those games, those football games, like, wow, OJ Simpson was such an amazing player. Mm-hmm. And just leave it at that, you know? But when it but that's the issue with sports is that there is no separation between what they do and who they are because like they're like intrinsically connected. Yes. So that's why he was a bad person, and so he doesn't deserve the re- the accolades for well, what he's done. Well, he already had in... all the accolades before. Yeah, exactly. But, like, nobody talks about him anymore. Okay. Like, he's still in the Hall of Fame for certain things, mm-hmm. and, like, he's one of eight players. Like, they mentioned he's, him. He's in the back corner. His, his portrait. Just like, yeah. no, no, no one goes back there. No one goes back there. That's where they have the broom closet. Yeah. Like, he might as well be living in a cupboard under the stairs. But conspiracy theory time... I think it was OJ's son who did it because he had anger issues and there was like a whole like a whole like thing with it. Look into it. Okay. I've already looked into it and yes. I'm not saying that I that I agree or disagree. However, mm-hmm. he's also complicit in it if it was his son because he covered it up. Yeah, but parents do parents die for their children. Understandable. And if it's just ruining his reputation and going to court and having to fight that and maybe even going to prison as long as his son has a future, as long, uh, most parents, I assume, would be like, okay, fine. Like, I, I will bite the bullet. Not okay. I agree. But anyway. In that instance, I agree. I feel like it's very, it's a very, like, like, um, parenty, I don't know, paternal, I hate that. Anyway, I feel like it's a paternal thing to want to protect your children at all costs. Yeah. But I think that when someone gets hurt because of your children, your children also have to be able to deal with the consequences because that's the point uh, like a part of life is consequences yes so there there there's yes, that absolutely but i thought it was funny because we equated football to yeah yeah to Voldemort. Mm-hmm. and so we are like at least 20 minutes into the podcast and we ten. Ten, it feels like a century <laughs> <laughs> what well, promise we'll get to harry potter in a second hey you also come to listen to us before Hopefully. for us, so this is us. Oh, I made lasagna this weekend. Well, on Friday night, I made lasagna, and he ate it. He so I made a regular one, and I made one with spinach as well. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. So remember when you used to live with me back when we lived in Reno? Yes. And I would hide veggies in our food all the time. How dare you? Yes. And it was just No, those sloppy joes, though. Yes. And it was because I was using a mini food processor and chopping it up so well that you really couldn't differentiate it. So that's what I did with the spinach lasagna. In the ricotta mixture, Mm -hmm. I threw an entire bag of spinach in there. Mm -hmm. And it is delicious. Obviously, you can see that in the layer, instead of being white, is green. Mm -hmm. But it's delicious. Yep. And he ate some yesterday and or today or whenever and he was like you know i love lasagna and you know i love the one that you made the regular one without spinach Mm -hmm. because it's delicious but the lasagna i wouldn't be mad if the next time you make lasagna you only make the spinach one well the thing is is that like so lasagna is not a light thing it's very heavy Mm -hmm. because there's cheese and there's meat and there's Mm -hmm. pasta um 
like and tomato sauce, obviously. Um, but I feel like adding like a, a some freshness to it, mm-hmm. it would like elevate it. And it tastes like you can taste the 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 spinach in mm-hmm. it, but it's not overpowering, mm-hmm. and it just goes well with all the other flavors of the lasagna. Nice. So it's like I wouldn't be mad if you do that next time. I'm like, good to know. And I haven't made one of those since goodness. Since I lived in Reno. I miss the the sloppy joe. You know you can make it yourself. It's not the same. It's not the same. Okay, so I'm guessing one day I'm going to have to make sloppy joe. Okay, just checking. Weirdy. Anyway, moving on. Are we going to do Harry Potter now? Yes. And you know what I'm going to do first? What? Like, follow, subscribe, like, follow, subscribe. That is all. (laughs) Stop yelling at people, God. Or maybe you should stop yelling at people. I don't yell at anyone. Oh. Really? Anyway, we still don't know what <laughs> what episode this is. How this do you not know what episode this is? I don't know. How do you not know what episode this is? You do all the thing. I just talk with my mouth. Well, maybe you should do more of the thing. <sighs> Listen, we talked about this when we started this podcast. I would be the the flapper. You gotta do more. Oh my god. Now you're you're changing the terms of the agreement here and I'm not here for it. There's an amendment. Nope. Yes? Nope. Declined. I'm not signing it. (laughs) Too late. You already did. Not signing it. Nope. Refuse. Refuse. You cannot refuse. Already did. Nope. I reject your refusal. Oh, this is me. (laughs) Refusing. I reject your refusal. I reject you, hacker. How dare you? Hacker. How dare you? You do realize that all of this is being recorded and I'm not getting rid of any of it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I love you so much. You are my sister. Too late. They heard you. Episode 26 if you count all the bonus episodes. So that's what I have written. So this is going to be episode 27 if you count all the bonus episodes. Um, so we are in book four. We're in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, chapter 21, the House Elf Liberation Front. Correct. (laughs) Okay. What? So Harry, Ron, and Hermione head to the Owlery after, well, quick recap. What are you doing? Put my phone down because we're like, okay. So, quick recap Harry Potter just survived dragons. Yes, dragon, technically, technically, it was one. Technically, he survived a dragon, but the meanest of dragons because it was the Hungarian horntail. Yes, okay. He survived his first task, he got a golden egg. That's supposed to be part of the second task. Mm -hmm. We're in November. Remember, the end of November. And the next task is in the end of February. You know, in the movie, it must have been like a crazy first day. Right? Honestly. Right? Okay. So, now onto the chapter. Harry, Ron, and Hermione head to the Owlery to send Sirius a letter reporting Harry's progress in the tournament. So, it ends up being... A little bit bigger than most of his letters because he couldn't stop himself 
from actually describing step by step, blow by blow, how he was able to fight the Horntail. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this, during this time when he's writing it, he's actually Harry is actually telling Ron everything that's been going on, um, including what Sirius told him about Karkaroff. And Ron is like, yeah, um, surprise. That's a surprise, but not really a surprise. Because we knew that that Draco had mentioned his father knowing Karkaroff. So now we know because they were Death Eater buddies together. And I bet you they were the ones going around hooded in masks at the at the Quidditch World Cup. Chumming it up in their old Death Eater ways. And um, they decide, once he finishes writing the letter, they decide that they're going to use Pigwidgeon, Pig, Ron's owl, instead of, obviously, um, Hedwig or any of the other owls. Because I think Ron is just trying to make up for being a jerk. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And Harry is just like, yay, we're friends again. I'm happy. Everything's good. I just survived a dragon. Everything's wonderful. Um, but Ron also mentions, you know, if Karkaroff was the one who put your name into the Goblet of Fire, he's going to be real upset that, I don't know, you survived. <laughs> so we're going to have to be really careful going forward. Yep. So they, you know, pig, they throw pig out of the window of the elderly. Pig, little pig. Yeah, they throw pig out the window and he like... Drops 12 feet before he's able to come back up and then fly away. Like, dang, you couldn't just be like, go pig, go fly. You had to drop him out the window. He'll be fine. Yeah. And then Ron is like, oh, I hope that was enough time for them to set up your surprise party. (laughs) And they leave. They adjourn to the surprise victory party in the Gryffindor common room where Harry, prompted by the other Gryffindors, decides to open up the golden egg. And I would like to see if I can read that to you guys. Um, let me see. Where was it? So... Lee passes Harry the egg, and Harry dug his fingernails into the groove that ran all the way around it and prized it open. It was hollow and completely empty, but the moment Harry opened it, the most horrible noise, a loud and screechy wailing, filled the room. The nearest thing to it Harry had ever heard was the ghost orchestra at nearly headless Nick's death day party, who had been playing the musical song. Shut it, Fred bellowed, his hands over his ears. What was that, said Seamus Finnegan, staring at the egg as Harry slammed it shut again. Sounded like a banshee. Maybe you've got to get past one of those next, Harry. It was someone being tortured, said Neville, who had gone very white and spilled sausage rolls all over the floor. You're going to have to fuck the Cruciatus curse. I've... So... And aside, I've mentioned before, like, um... Don't be spoilers. No, how, like, 
what's the word? I don't know. How sad St. Mungo's Hospital is to someone previously, which we will visit in the next book. Yes. So well, let's not talk about St. Mungo's. I'm not going to talk about I mean, you have to assume there is a hospital for the Wizarding World or hospitals. Yes. So it's not like a ridiculous spoiler if you haven't read the series. Yes, there's a hospital, by the way. Merry Christmas. Um, But how sad the events when the main characters visit it are. Yes, but we're not going to go into that. No. I I, I just bring it because I mentioned it to someone. To my girlfriend, actually. I think it was last night. Yes. Okay. So, and of course, George actually says, don't be a Pratt Neville. That's illegal. True. Um, so they open it up. It sounds terrible. It it was actually really well done in the movie, if you think about it, because th- that's what it sounded like. Yeah, it it sounded like screeching, and it sounded so bad that it could be any of the things everybody said. Okay. Um, Hermione asks Fred. That's when Hermione asks Fred where the food came where from. the food came from, and he's like, "Oh, it came from the kitchens. I got it from the kitchens, and the house elves gave it to us." Mm. And he imitated a house elf to demonstrate how easy it was to get it. Oh yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Here, here, take it all. Kind of thing, basically. Yeah. And Hermione's like, "Oh, how do you get to the kitchens?" And Fred is like. Oh, it's not so. It's not so hard. You go down to like X corridor to this, this painting, and then tickle. and the friar painting. You tickle the pair, it giggles, and wait a second. Why are you asking? <laughs> why is it that everybody gives all the information? That's so reminiscent of Hagrid mm-hmm. in, in book one, where it was like, um, yeah, you just have to know how to calm him. You just play a play a song and fluffy go to sleep. <gasps> shouldn't have said that. Like, that's literally what just happened. Yeah. So, that's when um, George jokes around and he's like, are you going to try to uh, lead the house elves out on strike, are you? And Fred is like, please don't do that. Don't go upsetting them to make their food suffer. Please don't. Um, And, of course, they're in November, going into November and December. The weather just starts getting worse. It starts getting dreary. They're, they're most likely situated in Scotland. Scotland isn't known for having the best weather <coughs> in the winter. So it makes sense to me. And they're actually talking about it because it gets really dreary. It gets really cold. It gets really windy. And they walk past where the Darmstrang ship is harbored, moored. Well, the big thing is going by the paddock where they have the beau baton of Braxian winged horses. And, you know, Hagrid being the good gamekeeper is feeding them the the single malt whiskey. But the fumes are making the students who have to go buy them, like, lightheaded. And especially Harry's class, they have to deal with the, the scroots. And so that's, like, a dangerous affair. Yeah. <clears throat> Arriving at Hagrid's hut for uh, class one day, 
The students find that Hagrid has prepared nesting boxes to see if the surviving scoots want to hibernate. So they, he actually suggests that there's a lot of animals that like to hibernate. He doesn't even know if these will, but let's try it. You know, who's, what harm could it do? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently a lot of harm, because the Scroots prefer to destroy the boxes and rampage around the pumpkin patch than to get into them. Uh, most of the class, including Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle, mm-hmm. decide to retreat and barricade themselves in Hagrid's hut. Yep. While everyone who's still there is busy rounding them up and... It says in the book that they are, like, they're scratched up and their robes are singed and they're cut and they have, like, bruises everywhere because the Scroots are just terrible creatures. Yep. And they were not happy that somebody tried to box them up. Nope. And while the trio is rounding up the last one, our favorite Daily Prophet reporter, Rita Skeeter shows up. Yep. And she shows great interest in the Scroots, but I think, I'm not sure if, I have to go back and read the specific page. Please tell me if I'm wrong. But doesn't Haggard go like, weren't you banned from the school grounds? He does. He actually says, didn't Dumbledore say you couldn't be here? Yep. Um, Thought Dumbledore said you weren't allowed inside the school anymore. And Rita pretends like she doesn't hear him, so mm-hmm. she starts talking about the Scroots to ask questions, because apparently she realized the way to distract Hagrid is to talk about magical creatures. Especially ones that he's particularly interested in that moment. Yeah. So they keep going, and they keep going, and she's talking to him, and... She convinces him to she, agree to an interview. Harry is is like, how can I tell Hagrid that this is a bad idea. Without straight up yelling it at him. <laughs> and without her realizing that that's what I'm doing. Yep. But it's too late. He's convinced that he wants to talk to her. Uh, if I were Harry, I'd just be like, wait until she's gone and be like, hey, Hagrid, don't do it. Well, they did. Yeah, I know. They but... did, but, you know, whatever. Hagrid to excite. So they leave and they, they go back. Um... And they, their week continues, and Harry and Ron, now that they've reconciled, they're, have, they're living it up in divination. So it actually annoys Professor Trelawney, especially when she says, hey, you guys, everyone should be more, um, what's the Taking word? this more seriously. Should be taking this more seriously because I see death. Around us. It's encroaching more and more on the castle every day. You should be taking this seriously. And Harry actually said said something along the lines of, well, it would be more impressive if you hadn't predicted my death like 20 times already. Yeah. And Ron and Harry actually joke around about it. Like, if I had died and come back every time that she had predicted my death, like... I would be a superhero or something. This would that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, and they're just happy that they end up being able to leave without getting any homework. And Ron is like, I hope Hermione gets homework from Professor Vector. I really hope she does because it tickles me when she's doing work and when we don't, we don't have, have to. to. Yeah. 
It's like, dang, Ron, really? So as they return to the common room, Hermione runs up to them. And she's super excited about a discovery she made. And Harry and Ron are like, no, we don't want to be involved. What are you doing? She's like, no, come with me. Come with me to the kitchens. And Ron is like, have you been messing with the elves? Have you talked to them about Spew? She's like, don't call it that. He's like, did you change the name? Is it now the the House Elf Liberation Front? What's going on? And she's like, no, no, come with me. I have a surprise. So she drags Harry and Ron to the ground floor corridor. They, you know, go into the kitchen. And lo and behold, who's there? Dobby. Oh, Dobby greets Harry. It's so cute. It is so cute. I have to read it. Um, let me see. Where is it? 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 Harry Potter, sir. Harry Potter. Dobby? Harry gasped. It is Dobby, sir. It is. Squealed the voice from somewhere around his navel. Dobby has been hoping and hoping to see Harry Potter. And Harry Potter has come to see him, sir. And he's like, oh my gosh, Dobby looks exactly the way I remember him. He's here. And that's when you find out that Dobby's only been there for a week. Mm -hmm. And remember, we're in in Harry's fourth year, right? Yes. So it's been two years since Dobby, who used to be the Malfoy house elf, was freed. Well, he's been looking for work, but he hasn't been able to maintain work because no one wants... Nobody's been giving him work. Oh, true. Because, because no one wants to like have a house elf that wants to get paid and wants like certain freedoms. Yeah, that's not the house. He actually says they don't want to pay me because that's not the house elf way. But I'm free and I deserve to be paid for what I do. Yep. And Hermione is over over the the moon moon, ecstatic about that because she believes that that's the way it should be, you know. Um, but. As soon as he mentions payment, all the other house elves who were excited to see the kids and wanted to do everything for them, they're like, no, not terrified. No, what was it? They look uncomfortable. They look uncomfortable. There's a moment where they all look terrified, though. I'm trying to remember what it was. Okay, it doesn't matter. Continue. Um, Well, that's when Hermione starts talking about freedom. And and uh, that's when they get, okay. But... They look uncomfortable. Because technically, can't a student free a house elf at Hogwarts because they are technically the residents of yes. the castle? Ooh. Yes. So they look terrified um, at that. But then he, he tells them, you know, so then I heard Winky had been freed. So Winky's here, by the way. But I heard Winky had been freed, and I figured it would be easier for both of us to find work. And where better to find work than where there's a bunch of happy house elves mm-hmm. at Hogwarts? So I talked to Dumbledore, and Dumbledore gave us work. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, let me see. Where was it? But Dobby has found work, sir. Thank you, miss. And then Dobby had an idea. Harry Potter. I'm looking for it. Mm-hmm. How much? Hermione asks. How much is Dumbledore paying you, Winky? Oh, before. Professor Dumbledore offered Dobby 10 galleons a week. 
and weekends off. Said Dobby, suddenly giving a little shiver, as though the prospect of so much leisure and riches were frightening. But Dobby beat him down, miss. Dobby likes freedom, miss, but he isn't wanting too much, miss. He likes work better. So I think that this is interesting because it gives us insight into Dobby's way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that if Dobby had been with any other family... Other than a dark wizarding family. He wouldn't want, he would probably wouldn't want freedom. Yes. He probably would have been happy to continue to serve that family for the rest of his life. Yep. Um, but because he was in a dark wizard family and constantly mistreated by the Malfoys, he wanted to be out. So I don't think that the other house elves necessarily need to be worried about him. Trying to get them freedom. I think they should be understanding that his masters were terrible. And he just didn't want to live that way anymore. Yep. Um, so then Hermione actually asks Winky how much she gets paid. And this is when we actually get to see Winky, what she looks like. Mm-hmm. So let's give a comparison. Dobby is wearing a tea cozy as a hat. He's wearing a striped tie around his neck without a shirt on. Mm-hmm. He's wearing um, pants, shorts. Hold on. I'm looking to see what it was. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Tea cozy uh, with a bunch of bright badges on it. A tie patterned with horseshoes over a bare chest. Mm-hmm. A pair of what looked like children's soccer shorts and mismatched socks. The black one Harry had removed from his own foot and tricked Mr. Malfoy into giving Dobby to set him free. Mm -hmm. And the other was pink and orange striped. Looking a little crazy, right? A touch. Just a smidge. Winky, on the other hand, she looks really neat. Like, she didn't forage for clothes. Like, she wasn't trying to figure it out. She was given, obviously, by Barty Crouch Sr., she was given a neat little skirt and blouse and a matching blue hat. But there's a difference in appearance, clearly. But there's even more of a difference in appearance when you look carefully at them. Dobby's clothes, all of it, tea cozy, tie, Soccer shorts and mismatched socks are clean. They're clean and well taken care of. Whereas Winky, um, her her clothes, there's soup stains down her blouse. Her skirt has a burn in it. Like she just doesn't care. Yep. And it's worse. Because from the second they start talking to her, her lip starts quivering. She bursts into tears. They ask her what's wrong. She cries even more. They talk about freedom. They talk about how much Winky is getting paid. She cries even more. Um, she actually says, Winky is a disgraced elf, but Winky is not yet getting paid. Winky is not sunk so low as that. Winky is properly ashamed of being freed. 
And Hermione's not understanding. Why would you be aff- why would be you be ashamed? You didn't do anything to be ashamed of. Mr. Crouch is the one who should be ashamed, not you. Oh, no. And Winky claps her hands over her ears and is like, don't you talk about my master like that. That's terrible. Don't you dare. And Hermione and Dobby pulls Harry aside and is like, Winky is having trouble adjusting. (laughs) I mean, wow, Dobby. (laughs) Thank you for the update. (laughs) She forgets that she's not bound to Mr. Crouch anymore. She's allowed to speak her mind out, but she won't do it. And that's when Harry... Like, this is another way that we see that Harry isn't from the the magical world or lived in the magical world because he doesn't understand why house elves can't speak their minds. And he said, oh, no. And Dobby explains it to him. Oh, no, sir. Sir, no. It's part of the house elves' enslavement. We keep their secrets and our silence. We hold the family's honor we uphold the family's honor and we never speak ill of them. Though Professor <laughs> this is so cute. Though Professor Dumbledore told Dobby he does not insist upon this. Professor Dumbledore said we is free to um, he said we is free to call him a, a barmy old codger if we like, sir. And Dobby <laughs> sort of like frightened giggles. <laughs> But Dobby is not wanting to, Harry Potter. Dobby likes Professor Dumbledore very much, sir, and is proud to keep his secrets and our silence for him. And Harry asks him, but you can say what you like about the Malfoys now? And Dobby's eyes, it says they like there's this little fear in them. Mm-hmm. And Dobby is like, Dobby, Dobby could. Dobby could tell Harry Potter that his old masters were were bad, dark wizards. And poor Dobby. He goes back into his old ways, and he's like, bad Dobby, bad Dobby! And he rushes towards the nearest table and starts banging his head on it very hard. Habits are hard to break. Yeah. And Harry, like, grabs him and pulls him away from the table, and Dobby's like, thank you, thank you, Harry Potter, thank you. Yeah. It's like, oof. All he did was say they were bad, dark wizards. Could you imagine if he actually said some of the things imagine, the bad, dark wizards Imagine, did? like, he said facts. Imagine if he, like... Gave it, detail. Yeah. Malf- Malfoy's little douche, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Just beat himself with a spatula. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. Um... And Harry's like, you just need a little bit of practice. And Winky gets furious. She's like, practice? You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Dobby, talking that way about your masters. And Dobby defiantly says, they isn't my masters anymore, Winky. Dobby doesn't care what they think anymore. And Winky's like, oh, you're a bad elf, Dobby. You're a bad elf. Well, and again, you have to remember that for Winky, she loved being a house elf for Barty Crouch Sr. Yep. She actually says in this chapter, like, she was a house elf for them. Her mom was a house elf for the, the Crouches. Her grandma was a house elf for the Crouches. Like, they would be ashamed of her for having been freed. 
So she doesn't understand where Dobby is coming from that he's not happy. He was never happy there. He wasn't happy to serve them. He was abused. So he's in a far, he was far happier to be freed than he ever could have been working for that family. But she doesn't understand it because for her, it was the complete opposite situation, which I think is why the house elves in Hogwarts don't understand either, because they're not treated poorly. So they don't get how a house elf would want to be freed because nothing has ever happened to them that would warrant that reaction from them. Yeah. Anyway. um, So... Hermione lets Winky know that she's sure Mr. Crouch is getting along fine. And she's like, we've seen him and he's fine. And she's like, you've seen my master? Yeah, he was here with Mr. Bagman as judges in the Triwizard Tournament. Oh, Mr. Bagman was here too? He's a bad wizard. A very bad wizard. My master isn't liking him. Oh, no, not at all. Bagman? Bad? Harry asks. How? And then she won't say why. Well, she actually, he says bad, and she says, oh, yes, my master is telling Winky some things, but Winky is not saying. Winky, Winky keeps her master secrets. Mm-hmm. And she just starts crying again. Yes. And she says, poor master, poor master, no Winky to help him no more. And that was it. Winky's not talking anymore. She's just <clears throat> crying hysterically. Well, Dobby also tries to remind her, like, she has no master anymore. It's fine, but. Yeah. It's not working. No. The, te- the tears working. only grow. Because she was freed. She, she didn't want to be freed. And she didn't want to be freed. That's yeah. the thing. She's not like Dobby who wanted to escape the Malfoy. She was perfectly happy with the situation she was in. And she was forced into freedom. Because of the way a situation looked. Yep. I, I don't think that's fair. But it may, the way that it was explained in the book made sense, and we've already talked about it. Yep. He has appearances to maintain. Percy actually said it. He has appearances to maintain, and it's not helping him any to have a house off that doesn't listen. I don't necessarily agree that that's right. I don't. I don't agree at all. But the the train of thought is your your staff. The people who work for you reflect on you, and if they are behaving poorly, it reflects poorly on you. That's basically what it was. Just like, just like Al and I, we work for the same company. If if we start going out and representing ourselves as working for that company, and we behave poorly, it reflects poorly on the company. Yep. That's that's all it is. But it's even it's amplified here because you're also adding in um, servitude. Enslavement. Kind of a big deal. So, um they they end up leaving after that because obviously it's just getting worse. And Dobby is like, I think I might want a sweater soon. And Ron is like, I'll give you the sweater my mom knits me. Do you like burgundy? And Dobby's like, yes, I love burgundy. Yes, there you go. He's like, okay, we might have to shrink it a little bit to fit you. But yeah, we'll get you that. 
And they leave. And as they're leaving, Ron's like, you know what? I was so impressed by Fred and George all these years being able to, to sneak food in from the kitchens. And it's like, they literally want to give it to you. This is not hard. Not impressed anymore. True. Because they left with pockets full of food. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys snuck into the kitchen and snuck all this food out. It's like, no. The households literally throw food at you. Yeah. And as they're leaving, Hermione's like, I think it's the best thing that could have ever happened to those elves. Having Dobby there, Dobby coming to work here, they'll see how happy he is. And maybe slowly it'll dawn on them that they want that too. And Harry's like, let's hope they don't look too closely at Winky then. True. True. Oh, she'll cheer up. She'll cheer up, said Hermione, although she sounded a bit doubtful. Yeah. No, she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then Ron's like, she seems to love Mr. Crouch, but not so happy about that Bagman guy, huh? Harry says. And Harry's like, I wonder what Crouch has said at home about him. And Hermione, being Hermione, probably that he's not a very good head of department, which he really isn't. And Ron is like, I'd rather work for him than old Crouch. At least Bagman's got a sense of humor. <laughs> and Hermione's like, don't let Percy hear you saying that. <laughs> and um, Ron actually says, yeah, well, Percy wouldn't want to work for anyone with a sense of humor, would he? Uh, Percy wouldn't recognize a joke if it danced naked in front of him wearing Dobby's tea cozy. <laughs> I mean, it's a fact. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a fact. And I, that's the end of that chapter. I t- actually talked about uh, Percy as well with my girlfriend. And What did uh, you talk about Percy about? Um, talk about in regards to Percy? Yes, that's what I about was About what he... Okay. No spoilers. Ah, it's a spoiler, so I can't really talk about it. It's about what happens later. Okay, what we'll says. talk about it later then. So you talked to her, or talked with her about Percy. Yes. And were you in agreement? Were you not in agreement? Did you... It was one of those things where it's like both parties are right. Okay. All right. We're... Okay, okay. Spoiler tag. No. For, the, no. for this moment, there's a... No, no, no. We're, we won't we're go there. Gonna... We'll, you and I will talk about it later. We're trying to avoid spoilers no, as much as not. we can, remember? Yeah, and then we, we gave the disclaimer that avoiding spoilers is kind of impossible at this point. We're halfway through the series. We're actually halfway through this book, too. Yeah. So. No, like legit, we okay, are. Okay. There's going to be spoilers, so. Oh, that looks delicious. If you do not want to hear about my opinion on Percy and no, what he says. Well, no, 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 no. I'm trying to keep this no, episode. No, no. Nope, there are spoilers going forward. That's it. I've hammered down. Are we going to try to keep this only spoiler related to... Can we just not talk about the things in the last we're not, one? We're not talking about the entire... We're not going to We're not gonna be like, oh, this is a main plot of the book, and guess what? This is what happens. No. But in regards to like how characters interact and the kind of drama they have, I kind of... I don't know. We'll talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it now, then. We'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Only yes. because I... You know, I don't know. 
I don't know if I'm ready to go there just yet. Like, we've had little spoilers here and there, but we're getting to the point where either... It is impossible. Yeah. And we have to discuss that before we start recording that specific episode. Well, it's random things occur to us. Yeah. Well, at least me, because you're still like, no, spoilers are bad, but like... Well, because I don't know who's listening and if they've... If you're looking up a Harry Potter podcast, you've probably already read the book series or watched the movies. Or you're reading it with them. Okay. Which, at that point, I'm very sorry for the delays we've had going for... Going... They've already left us in the dust. They are already... If they were reading with us, they've already finished the book series, the movies. They already read Tales of Beetle the Bard, maybe. Uh... By the way, I suggest if you're reading Fantastic Beasts, the book. It's cool. Okay. Anyway. So, that was the end of that Not chapter. the screenplay, the actual book book. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. That was the chapter. Yes. Um, house elves make really good food, apparently. Uh, yeah. And are, are very much into giving the food away, whatever they it, see it, You basically just said something along the lines of, like, all, like wizards are good at magic, too. Like, <laughs> well, they're, they're, literally, to... they're literally enslaved because they're good at cleaning and cooking. Yes. So, like... But they always want to feed all the children whenever they see the children. Yeah, I mean... They're yeah. in the... If someone goes to the kitchen, it's not, like, to enjoy the view. Like, you go into kitchen because you're probably hungry. Or you're checking what there is to eat later in the future. The hunger is still involved. So if a student from the castle goes into the kitchen, households are like, they want food! Anyway. Yes. End of episode. End of chapter. We will see you later. Yes. Bye! Or you'll hear us later. It's one of those things. Bye! Bye! Yeah, we're going to record it in a second anyway. Are we?